You're listening to the Martin Houston Show on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. Alabama first and 10 on the 12. Again, Houston. He's got a hole. He's over. Alabama touchdown. I'm just wondering if your listeners know how good a football player you were. I can still see you playing that fullback, knocking those players out of the, out of the way. And I believe I could have run behind you. Martin, I can remember when we came to center and you were playing fullback up there. And I saw you in the weight room and watched it and watched you work out in the weight room. If you could pick up, you were strong enough to pick up the whole weight room. I wanted to pick it and I run him back so it didn't take Biggest, biggest mistake we ever made. The Martin Houston Show with national championship winning fullback Martin Houston. Giving you one hour of intense, hard-hitting analysis from an insider's perspective. It's time for the Martin Houston Show on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good people. What is up? I am live on location at Tide 100.9 with my partner in crime, uh, Scotty Pippen to the Michael Jordan, Anthony Davis to my LeBron James. Go ahead and introduce yourself, producer man. What's happening, Josh? Joe sitting over here ready to get into the weekend. Excited that it's Friday. Happy Friday, everybody. Be safe on the roads. It's wet out there. Another wet morning in Tuscaloosa. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. It's Friday, man. So today is an extra good day because it's always a good day when you're above ground, man. It's always a good day when, you you know what I'm saying, you're breathing, man. So we got a jam-packed show today because it's Friday, man. You know how we do. We got to send you all to the weekend with a lot to talk about, a lot to think about, right? But first things first, you already know this is the home of Alabama sports. Uh, so we, we got to kick it off, right? We got to, we got to set the move, right? So tomorrow we will be, we will be playing the university of Georgia at the Coleman Coliseum at two thirty. You know what I'm saying? And they are, uh, they're a pretty decent team, 12 and six, five and six in conference play currently sitting seventh in the sec. Right. So, you know, shout out to my unofficial official assistant who I know will be giving me a call lately. He's been giving me a call every week, man. Shout out to Lake Martin John. Uh, you can also become one of the assistants if you don't mind. If you want to come through, chill with the boy, talk sports, you know, just chop it up. We're going to do a little bit of a freestyle Friday. Despite what I'm talking about, you just come in and say what you want to say. Get your shine on, man. That's how we just going to do it since this, you know what I'm saying, since this is the last day of the week, right? But go ahead and make sure y'all hit that hotline, 205-342-9904. That is the Taco Casa hotline, 205-342-9904. So, Back to the topic, right? So we're talking a little bit of Alabama basketball today, and I wanted to go ahead and give folks a preview because I told my man I would give him a preview. So we're gonna uh, we're gonna we're gonna chop it up a little bit about this uh, Georgia team. So um, the first thing I noticed about this Georgia team is they don't have anybody over six eight within the heavy rotation, right? So this automatically makes me think, okay, we're gonna play a team with speed a team that's going to try to spread the court, you know, and, uh, you know, get everybody involved, rebound by committee, um, collapse on defense, collapse on the interior to help out with the defense and things of that nature. So as I look at my notes and I look at these stats, they have a pretty balanced scoring distribution. They lead in scores averaging 13.5 points, uh, severe Willer. Then they have uh, Mr. Camara. He's coming out of let's uh, out of Belgium. He's averaging twelve point six point seven rebounds. They have uh, uh, Andrew Garcia coming out of Harlem, New York. 
He's averaging nine point eight points, but you know we like to round it up. We country. We don't we don't do the nine point eight. Nine point eight, I give you ten, Charlie. I give you ten. So now you got ten points right there. You got another nine point six in Ty Fagan. Um he's a six three guard coming out of Georgia. Uh you got Justin Gear Creer, excuse me, or Keir, I'm not sure how to pronounce your name, brother. But he's averaging nine point nine points. PJ Horn, nine point two points. Uh and we have KD Johnson that's averaging thirteen points. So as you see, it's a well balanced attack. You can probably tell that they're going to try to beat you by committee because you don't see any stars over there, man. As far as to give you a preview to the game, my educated guess would be um, that they on defense they'll like to switch up a little bit on everything since they're not that tall, and it's going to be a mismatch anyway. And when you switch out on everything, you allow yourself to quickly um, reset your defense and not allow the three off the screen, uh, not allow dribble penetration off the screen because it's automatically a switch and somebody's right in front of them to keep them from going to that paint. Right, so that point guard Severe Willer, who was also the leading scorer, he leads the SEC in assists with seven point one. He accounts for half of his team's assists, so it's going to be very imperative to try to put some ball pressure on him. Very imperative to try to play the passing lanes and make him make him beat you as a scorer. So, Alabama basketball, you know we've been rolling, hence roll tire, right? So we they giving us an eighty eight point nine chance of victory. Now that's what, but you know. We don't want to fall for that rap poison. I'm just, you know, I know we got some gamblers out there, which ain't nothing wrong with that. Make your paper, dollar, dollar bill, y'all. But I'm just giving you the facts. So if you want to put your money on that, you got an 88.9% chance of getting your money back. And that's what we, that's a nice little lick right there, Joe. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, Alabama should take care of business in this game. They ought to, right. take, they, they, they ought to uh, keep it rolling. I, I know that we're kind of beat up with uh, with, with, with Gary. Being, probably Gary's not going to be available. Right. Bruner's not going to be available. Herb Jones is less than one hundred percent. But still, Alabama's talent should take should 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 shine through. And Coach Nato should should have the boys ready, and they should come away with another victory. And they should. And and this is the thing about it, though. See, the, and the only thing with the word "should" is we should have beat Oklahoma. We should have beat Missouri because they really not. They, like, I watched the team, and this is not me being a home. I'm just giving you the unbiased, you know, uh, basketball analysis. We should have beat them. They're, you know what I'm saying? We can come back from how much we were down, 18 points down in a matter of, what, three minutes, and it come down to a last shot. That probably means you can beat them, especially when you turn over the ball the way that we turned it over. Same thing with Oklahoma. If we didn't get to a slow start and we wasn't BSing around, we probably would have beat Oklahoma. But that's neither here nor there. That's the past. I do want to give context to this Georgia team because although they don't have anybody that pops off a of paper, in my personal opinion, they did play well at uh, uh, Tennessee, who was ranked number 18 in an 89-81 loss. And, um, you know, we are kind of banged up. So I guess it does leave some a little bit of suspicion, a little bit of, uh, you know, a little bit of angst. But, hey, man, that's why the game is played. You know what I'm saying? If we played it on paper, we would know who would win already, right? So the question I got for my viewers today as far as Alabama basketball, should we sit Herb Jones? And this is what I mean, right? Do Are we willing to compromise our star player's health for wins, seeding, and position? Or are we going to, you know, are we going to try to risk it, you know, sit him down and see what else we got on the bench, right? Because that back injury has been so crucial right now. Uh, Herb Jones, he did make the, let's see, what's the uh, article that we had on Tide 100.9, Joe? He made the Naismith midseason uh, watch list. So he was one of 30 players to be named to the mid the midseason uh, watch list. Basically, they, they give the Naismith Award to uh, college football's, uh, college basketball, excuse me, college basketball's best players, kind of the Heisman for right. basketball. Right, so he did make the list. So let's go ahead and clap it up for my man. Let's go ahead and clap it up for my man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's big things. That's big things. 
just because we and we gotta we gotta admire the improvement. We gotta admire the grind. That's true mama mentality. Because this time last year, Herb wasn't like that. We wasn't. We didn't think of him like that. I knew he had the potential. I think we all knew he had the potential. But you can have the potential all that you want if you don't put in the work. It ain't gonna happen for you. So I, first and foremost, I want to congratulate him on that. I want to give my man his props because man, like I said, he's improved everything from ball handling, uh, finishing at the rim, his shooting percentages, his field goal percentages higher, his points per game is higher, his rebounds is higher, and he's still taking on the task of guarding the best, uh, the best, the opponent's best uh, scoring threat. Anytime, so I had to go ahead and give him his flowers on that. But with that being said, my man is hurt. His back has been giving him a lot of problems, and we can tell he's leading the SEC in fouls, and partially that's due because he's not as quick on his feet because his back hurt. You can tell that he's reaching. You can tell that he's not as explosive when he's trying to get to the rim. Things that would usually be dunks end up being uh, layups that are a little bit softer. Um, moves that I usually see him get to, like that right-to-left crossover or his, uh, or the patented offensive rebound put back. You know, he just hadn't been able to do it because we can tell his back is hindering. So the question I'm going to ask you, which you got to come back and answer to me, come on, come through, chill, chop it up with your boy. You know, it ain't never too early to get started, but you know what I'm saying? At the two Kataka Costa hotline, 205-342-9904. Come through, holler at me, ask that, answer that question for me. Should we sit her, Jones? To me, this is a game that we should be able to beat him without him. I mean, John Petty is rolling. He just had 20 points and eight rebounds last game. Josh Primo seems to be getting into the flow of the offense. He's uh, he's starting to attempt more shots. Uh, even Alex Reese looked pretty good coming off the bench, and he get, did his thing, provided a lot of good minutes. Jane Rojas provided some good energy for us. You know, everybody just stepped up due to the lot, the uh, the assortment of injuries that we didn't have. So, man, I – me personally, I think we should sit him down, see what we got. I want to see what Jaden Shackelford can do when he gets more shots. I want to see Josh Primo, what he can do as coming up as a third option. And, of course, we got Javon Quinterly on the bench, so that gives him some more shots and let him get, allow him to get to the rhythm of the game. So what do you think, Joe? Ah, I'm t- it's tough because I I, I want to win every game. I want every game is important. I, you know, Alabama has a has a big time uh kind of a stigma in February over the last handful of a handful of years of playing bad basketball in February, playing themselves out of the SEC, right. out of the NCAA tournament, and really out of a good seed in the SEC tournament. I don't see that happening this year with this team. I think that uh, I think this team is. I mean, they've obviously got a, a pretty big lead. I think the magic number is now three for them to clinch the SEC regular season title, mm-hmm. which will give them the number one seed in the tournament coming up. Nate Oates was recently on a podcast uh, on a show with Aaron Torres, one of our one of the friends of the station, and he basically said he wasn't going to sit him until they have the SEC locked up. Uh, so it's in my opinion, if that's what you think, we need to lock up the SEC as fast as possible, so you can give him those last couple weeks off or so. Uh, but it, it's a tough position because you can see he's stiff out there. He's yeah. he's he's not he's not as quick. He's not uh, he, he's stiff in the back, and so. Uh, and that and that hurts his, his elevation to the rim. You see, I mean, go, the Missouri game at the at the very 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 end, they draw up a great play for Herb Jones. He gets the basket and just flubs a layup, which just is one of those things that probably wouldn't have happened if if uh, if his back was healthy. His his elevation probably wasn't the same, and that that ended up causing a loss. So it's kind of like uh, damned if you do, damned if you don't. Like what, what who who do you put out there as your as your leader and as your defensive stopper and really as your attitude kind of guy. If, if you take Herb Jones off the court, who are you relying on with with Alabama basketball to to really do those nasty, those dirty work that, that, that Alabama needs? Uh, I mean, the shot's been falling this year, but you need that that, that attitude when the shots aren't falling. So uh, I, I, it's a hard position for Coach Oates to be in. 
it is a very hard position, but somebody who I think can come off the bench and approximate him as a defender and probably add a little bit more as a spot-up shooter because he's not the playmaker that Herb Jones is, is my man Keon Ellis. I'm telling y'all, man, this man Keon Ellis, y'all y'all sleep. Don't sleep now. He's he's he going to be a pro one of these days. I'm telling you, he is the quintessential wing. He's somebody that you would want on your team. He's somebody that's going to give you effort. He's somebody that is, uh, like I said, he's not the best playmaker in the world. He does have to work on that handle and get that tight end. But I'm telling you, man, he can shoot it at a high rate. He's not scared to take and make big shots. He knows his role. He plays to his role. And he's a pretty solid defender, right? So what the starting lineup, what, what would be your starting lineup if Herb didn't, uh, if Herb, let's just say we said Herb. Well, you're probably going to put Quinterly back into the starting lineup, uh, uh, running the point. Uh, you're, you're definitely you're definitely playing Petty, so there's two. You're definitely oh gosh, you're. I mean, Herb would be my three. Herb would come in and play three. So who? I think you move JP to the three. I put Keon at the two. I probably put Jaden Shackleford at one because you gotta have some yeah, production yeah, off the bench. Yeah. That's the only thing. I, the, the, that's the only thing about Javon. Like, I, as good as he is, when when he's hitting it, he's hitting. You know what I'm saying? He kind of remind me in a sense of like a what how the Clippers used Lou Williams before Kawhi came. Very good off the bench. He can come in, work the pick and roll, get the other bigs involved, but also create shots for himself. And once he's penetrating, that forces the defense to collapse. And now once he can spread it out, he can get some shoot. You know what I'm saying? We get the shooters involved and stuff like that. So I'll put JP at the three. I don't know who gonna get a, who gonna get that four spot, man. Because it look, and you gotta go. You probably gotta go five out. You probably gotta go with with uh, with with Shackelford, with Primo, with with Ooh. with uh, with. Uh, with got Shackelford, Primo, and, and Petty, and then you're probably looking at Keon Ellis, and then I guess throwing Alex Reese yeah. out there as your big man. And then I guess Alex Reese gonna have to be big man. I put uh, let's see how tall Keon. Oh, Keon about six six two. Okay, so we might be able to inter- they'll be interchangeable at the four. I mean, John Petty and Keon Ellis if we going real real small ball, right? That way we have something on the bench, right? Because as long as we got Javon, uh, my man JQ coming out there, that'd be a pretty decent. I still think that would be enough to beat them because I just don't see Georgia as a threat. I mean, I see – no, everybody's a threat. Let me take that back because you play to win the game. Let me not disseminate that rat poison to my viewers. But I don't see them as to the point where we need her because if we need her Jones to beat Georgia, we're going to have a tough time in the tournament. You know, because uh, as much as Georgia don't look like a tournament team to me, they're leading the – S. they're kind of like bottom feeders when it comes to their defensive prowess within the SEC – um, they rank in the bottom of almost every major statistical category, but they do lead the SEC in turnovers. And we all know turnovers are crucial because they beat themselves. And if we can put enough ball pressure on them and we got a smaller a smaller lineup, which allows you to put pressure on them because the guards usually tend to be a little bit quicker and can stay in front of guys and get into the passing lanes, which is majority of where their turnovers are coming from. We Off of 17 turnovers, shoot, if we get 10 easy points, that's, a ten, that's 10 points that they spotted us, right? And then you look at another thing that I noticed about them is they're not really that good of a three-point shooting team, you know. And if we put Keon Ellis and John Petty on the same court, and Jaden Shackelford on the same court, I mean, hey, it, I, I like our chances with a shootout. They only shoot a, 30, a 32% clip from three, right? So, I mean, that's just, I don't know, man, just playing devil's advocate, trying to uh, trying to mind wrestle a little bit this morning. Um, 
What would you do to? I mean, Alabama had 22 turnovers in, the, in their last game. You mm-hmm. take you take uh, Herb off the court. That's leadership, and I, and obviously Herb was part, a part of that. I think he turned it over four or five times yeah, in the game. But he did have seven assists. Uh, uh, it, it, so what what are you doing this week in practice to to cut down on that? Because because that's one of the biggest areas, in my opinion, that the the, the, the Crimson Tide struggle is in really since. Uh, since, since the Mississippi State game, uh, they, they've really struggled taking care of the ball, in my opinion. You know, going into the Kentucky game, they're dribbling into the paint and all kinds of errant passes. Their turnovers really hurt them against Oklahoma. Right. Uh, and, and what would you do if, if you're coaching or, or leading this team to kind of cut down on some of those turnovers? Because it just seems like over-dribbling, too much cute passing in the lane, drive, driving in the lane with, with cute passing. Uh, what, what, what would you do for that? Well, first and foremost, you have to establish a mentality of, yes, I do want us to play fast, but we got to play in control. Like I said, in, in everything in life, man, I, I'm doing it fast, but I'm not in a hurry. I, I, the, the, if the shot not there, it's not going to be there if you rush it. Within, or it's not going to be there if you take one more dribble. So trying to indoctrinate, you know what I'm saying, trying to make sure that you know, hey, man, we got 30 seconds. It's, if we can't get those shot, I think we uh, average what fifteen sec. We get the ball up within fifteen seconds or something like that. If the shot not there, it's not there. So let's not rush it. First and foremost. Secondly, we gotta stop. All, I'm telling them, if you leave your feet, you better have made your mind of what you're gonna do. Because a lot of these turnovers is people jumping in the air and at the last minute trying to look around and see what's going on. 100%. By then, it's too late. At least establish your pivot foot so you can always have some control on the ball, right? So another thing to reduce turnovers that you can do in um that you can do in games in practice is make sure that we space in the floor out. We don't want you bringing your defender. We don't want you to bring your defender on ball, right? We want Jaden Shackford to have as much space as he can to get into an isolation set. I want John Petty to have as much space as he can to get to that step back. I want Keon Ellis to sit in that corner, right? Because and and this is another thing too, outlet passing. We don't have we got Jaden Shackford, Josh Primo. John Pitt, those are the only three people that need to be bringing up the ball. If I'm if I'm if I'm Nate Oates, I'm saying as soon that's if they use that starting lineup, you know. But if I'm Nate Oates, I'm saying as soon as you get that ball off the board, get that ball under your chin, put your elbows out to make sure nobody trying to take it from you. You looking for that outlet pass? I need one of I need one of the three to come for an outlet pass, right? So then we make sure that we got established ball handlers that's you know that has the ball in their hands, right? Because those are the only people, the only time Alex Reese need to be touching the ball is if he. If he a wide open shooting it, or if he got a mismatch in the post, two dribble maximum, right? Make up your mind, do it quick. Amen. And, you know, those are the things on those are the things I'm thinking we can do, man. But that's enough of me coaching. I gotta get back to hosting, right? So when you host, you already know that come with bills, and you know it's Friday. I just got paid, so I ain't too mad at it. I'm gonna go ahead and take off with the coming little, for that Friday paycheck. They can they can they can try. They can, hey man, I might have to make a, a sneaky move about it. Nah man, I I can't do that. You know what I'm saying? I'm just gonna do my job. I guess you gotta pay, you know. So I guess I pay this light bill or whatever. You know, I'm gonna come back, and y'all just stay tuned in, man. It's Tide 100.9. I'll be right back. Tide 100.9 traffic from the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center. A good Friday morning. It's still pretty messy on the roadways this morning, and there's a possibility for icing in counties north of us, Lamar, Marion, and Winston County in particular, so please use caution. You can get a sweetheart of a deal right now at your hometown Nissan dealer, Townsend Nissan of Tuscaloosa. I'm Captain Ray. Cold air continues to settle in today, mostly cloudy, the high 48. 
cloudy tonight. More rain moving in, especially after midnight, the low at 36. Tomorrow, rain during the morning, diminishing by afternoon, the high in the middle 40s at 44. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. Scott Smith and Southmark Design doing business for 17-plus years, specializing in graphic design services, commercial printing, promotional products, advertising specialties, and so much more. Basically, any and everything you would need to advertise, promote, and grow your business. Through strong partnerships, strong customer service, and creative ideas, they'll help you market and grow your business. Give Scott a call at 205-292-4680 or email scottis at comcast.net and visit him online at southmarkdesign.com. Interact with the Martin Houston Show by calling us at 205-342-9904. Tuning into the Martin Houston Show on Facebook. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good people. It is the Friday edition of the Martin Houston Show. You know, I'm, I'm coming in as the backup quarterback. I relieved him of his duties for a week. Uh, in case you don't know, you know, he's running his mayoral campaign. So the backup quarterback, me, Joshua White, our CEO, Josh underscore on any social media. You know, we running the show. We doing little two-minute drills here and there. We trying to lead us to a victory, man. I think we've been undefeated this week, Joe. What you think, man? Tell us how we've been. I think you're four and zero and headed to five and zero. Hey man, I like I like the sound of that. I like the sound of that man. It got a nice ring to it, you know. Um, so we were talking about a little bit about Alabama basketball, right? And make sure y'all tune into the conversation, man. Talk Casa Hotline 205-342-9904. 205-342-9904, man. I know you listening. I know you. I know you listening to me. You know while you chasing that Friday check, while you getting ready to, you know, what I'm saying you throwing on a little bit of smell good. You know what I'm saying. You wearing your lucky drawers. I know what's going on, man. I know what happened when you get paid on a Friday, man. Come down, chill with your boy, and you know, man, give me give me some good talk, right? So we were talking a little bit about basketball, right? And everybody know I'm a Lakers fan through and through. If you cut me open, I probably start bleeding that purple stuff, right? So I. Joe, you know what's was was getting wild, man. This it's getting wild. It's getting wild. Old Goat James. I don't even call him LeBron no more. I call him Le Goat James. I I I just can't describe it no more. Every every year it's like everybody say Tom Brady undefeated with Father Tom, but my man LeBron is undefeated with Father Tom at the age of thirty six, putting up numbers like this. Did you see the game last night, Joe? Because I, I can I can educate you if you didn't. No, I didn't watch a lick of sports last night. Hey, I don't blame you, man. Sometimes it gets tiring. Sometimes you need a break. But you know what I'm saying. But you know we we gotta we 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 gotta educate the viewers on what's going on. So if you didn't know, my man Anthony Davis has suffered Achilles tendonitis, which means he can't play. Um, and we and and which is cool, man. It's to be expected. We had the shortest off season of all time. I think it was what seventy one days, and we was in the bubble and things of that nature. And LeBron has carried us the last five games, the last four games, excuse. Well, actually, the last five games, but four games to be fair. You know, we beat a we beat a quality team in Denver that showed they can they can easily make it to the finals, right? We we beat a, a Detroit team that gave us their best shot because that's what happens when you're the back-to-back champions. And two overtimes where LeBron hit a couple of clutch shots. But, you know, they say he ain't clutch, though. You know, it's always some. Then to show them that we clutch again, we beat the Oklahoma City team that made it to the playoffs last year, 119 to 112. And then we just beat them again, 114 to 113 uh, last night. Uh, excuse me, on the 10th. So, you know what? My man LeBron, even with the I, – I just want to know, man. 
Who's aging? Who became better with age? Tom Brady or LeBron James, man? Because I'm looking at old Goat James, man. He had a triple double. He had a, what a 29 point triple double versus the Pistons. 25, 7, and 6 versus the Oklahoma City Thunder the other night. You know, it, it's just like it's getting ridiculous. How old man. is LeBron now? Is he 36, 38? Yeah, 36. All right. Yeah, I. it's hard for me to cut it. I, I think LeBron's playing better individually or, uh, over the last couple of years, but Brady's still doing it at 43. So LeBron's got four, seven more he, seven more years before he gets to where Brady is. Do you think he's still going to be doing it at this level in seven more years? I mean, if he no, nah, not in seven more years, but then again, you got to look at how basketball, basketball and football are totally different, right? So if Brady, let's say Brady, um, because no, ain't nobody protecting you on the basketball court. You know, if you got a good offensive line, look at Drew Brees. Drew Brees probably should have been retired, but he has such a good offensive line, such a good weapons around him. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, ah, why, why retire, right? Because basketball is such an individual sport, and I'm glad that you mentioned that because I, I was thinking to myself, right, yeah, when Tom Brady didn't have weapons, how well, okay, how old is Tom Brady again? 40, He's at 43. 43. So last year he was at 42. Yeah, and he didn't look good last he year. Didn't, he didn't look good last year, right? Okay. And this was, and then we all know that, like I said, football is a team sport. We're not going to poo-poo what Tom Brady did. But we all know he went to a good team, right? He went to a team that had a top-10 defense that probably would have made the playoffs if it wasn't for Jameis going for 30 for 30 like the documentary series on ESPN. And we all know he had two all-pro receivers, a potential all-pro and O.J. Howard, although he ended up getting hurt. And then they ended up using Cameron Bray, who became a solid option throughout. So when, when your man didn't have weapons, what happened to him? What, what happened to him? They missed the playoffs last year, didn't they? I think for the first time in a long time. Uh, either that or they got – no, I think they no, got – No, they got bounced out by the Titans. By he threw Titans, an interception. By, by King Henry. His <laughs> he last throw. He threw an interception uh, at the end of the game. Yep. His last throw. Now, now I know – this to make a parallel. Last time, my man, my man LeBron didn't have no weapons. Guess, guess what we was at? Just, Y'all were with the, the the Lakers, right? Before they got AD. AD. It was with the, yeah. So before he got hurt, we was the number four seed, right? Before he got hurt, we was the number four seed. Of course, we got injured on that. Uh, it was a Christmas game versus Golden State. He pulled his groin. We all know the rest of the story because the West is just so competitive, right? Uh, we we all know we got teams like Portland, Golden State. Uh, you know the Clippers was coming. You know, uh, it was just a whole lot going on, man. But I I really feel that with LeBron has gotten better with time, man. Because even when he had no weapons in Cleveland, he still took them boys to the finals in 2017, right? And almost got a game up off the Warriors, right? So it's just like who 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 who's beating Father Time a little bit more mercy, mercy mercilessly. Tom Brady or LeBron? Who you got? I still got to give it to Brady with the seven championships, doing it at 43, seven years his senior. You talk about football and basketball are different sports. You're absolutely right. And, yeah, Brady's got protection, but he's still out there getting hit. Uh, Nobody, you know, they call a foul if you hit LeBron. I mean, they usually do. When they get it right. Okay, sure, when they get it right. But nobody's coming to take his head off. True. Nobody's coming but to try Brady, to But Brady needs help. LeBron showed you in 2018 with his second best player being who? Uh, Kevin Love. He took us to the fi- he took he took you to the finals, right? And then you got to mention that if we talking about Father Time, let's talk about the last playoff race. Okay, Brady just won a Super Bowl. LeBron just won a championship. We beat the hottest man coming into the uh, bubble, Damian Lillard, who was averaging 35 to get his team in. We beat him. 
who people were talking about has surpassed Steph Curry as the best point guard in the game, which we can debate that later, but he's got he top two. Then in Houston, we beat two former MVPs, right, with Russell Westbrook and James Harden. Yeah, but that mixture was never going to work. It don't. What does that mean? I mean, that means those two the Saints players are wasn't, not well, We all knew the Saints wasn't going to beat the Tampa Bay Bucks. The, 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 so the, that mixture is not compatible. Neither was Drew Brees when he played for the Saints. He was playing with the Saints last year. We all knew that. Hey man, he can't throw the ball over twenty yards. Y'all, y'all, get, y'all gonna get. If we're gonna, I'm just we saying Russell get, Westbrook, and, Russell Westbrook and James Harden haven't ever won anything. So why, why putting them together? But James matter? Harden has only lost to the best team ever. Okay. To his defense. Now Russell Westbrook ain't never won nothing without. I mean, he went to the finals with Kevin Durant, of course. But he only only team that James Harden has consistently lost to in his career is the Golden State Warriors that nobody could beat except my man LeBron. So to, to his credit, I'm not saying that he's a winner, but let's be honest. The Western Conference is hard. The Western Conference is hard, man. Because even when they have pushed them to, well, how many? I think they're the only team to push Golden State to seven. So I mean, you know, James Harden. I, I mean, MVP, lead the league in scoring. 30, uh, 30 plus points for over four seasons. Led the league in assists. Russell Westbrook led the league in assists. Led the league in scoring. Was an MVP. We beat them. They was both on the same team, right? And everybody was talking noise after that first game because everybody was like, "Oh, see, this is what happened. LeBron isn't ready." And then we just went because you know Russell Westbrook. He liked to run that mouth a little bit, right? So we sent him right on back to the Houston area. You know what I'm saying? So he can chill, get an early off season, uh, chill with the family, chill with the kids, get some more time. You know what I'm saying? We sent him on early. Then we beat a Denver team that beat the perennial favorite because we all know that rat poison that was that was echoing the airwaves. Oh, Kawhi, this is Kawhi's town. The Kawhi and the Paul George, this is the best defensive back. This is the de- best defensive combo since Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen. And then the boys got sent home. So the guys, and everybody was saying they were championship guys. They had Lou Williams. They had Montrez here, right? Right or wrong? So who yeah, be- you're right on that. And they blew. And they blew. How how many? How how many? Uh, I think it was a three-one lead, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> it was um a three-one lead, and we be- and we sent them home. Right? We sent the hottest team in the playoffs home. We sent the hottest man in the playoffs home. We sent two former MVPs home. Right? And I'm not even gonna mention the Miami Heat because we did what we were supposed to do. They was a good team. They were solid. And people always gonna say, "Oh well, uh, Miami, you're supposed to be Miami. Kobe and Shaq was supposed to be Detroit." You know what I'm saying? So let's not, we can't, I, I mean, I'm always going to acknowledge excellence, but who do you think had a better playoff run? And I'm going to give Tom Brady this. He came up, he beat Wash, the Washington football team who had Taylor Heineke, a quarterback, but had an awesome defense. He beat the Saints. They had a pretty good defense, but had Drew Brees, a quarterback, who we all know was on that last leg. Now, hey, I should get you to uh, play that end of the road, boys, to man, but I ain't going to disrespect my man. All the weekend. Yeah. That's my part of the end when he had a little bit of stuff. I always thought that was me when I was single. But nonetheless, my bad people. I ain't mean to I ain't mean to make your ears bleed. I'm gonna get back to what I do. So and then he beat Aaron Rodgers, who was an MVP, but we beat two MVPs. He beat one MVP, but he beat Aaron Rodgers, and then he beat the uh Patrick Mahomes. So, I mean, I want the people to decide who do you think had a greater playoff run last season? Who's whooping Father Times behind a little bit more mercy mercilessly? And uh, y'all just come back and holler at me. Don't forget the Taka Casa hotline at 205-342-9904. Man, go ahead and tap in with me, man. Let's talk about that check that you finna, what you finna spend this Friday check on, man. But, you know, I know what I got to spend my check on. I got a little bit of a bill to pay. You know, that more that car man looking at my car, you know, I've been a little bit late on that car note, so I'm finna, you know, I'm gonna slide to the left. But make sure y'all stay tuned in, man. I'm gonna be right back with more commentary. Tide 100.9 Traffic. 
From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, a good Friday morning. It's still pretty messy on the roadways this morning, and there's a possibility for icing in counties north of us, Lamar, Marion, and Winston County in particular, so please use caution. You can get a sweetheart of a deal right now at your hometown Nissan dealer, Townsend Nissan of Tuscaloosa. I'm Captain Ray. Hello, this is Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show, and I want to tell you about one of our great sponsors, Overflow Express Wash. Their mission is to provide great customer service with a showroom clean car and an exceptional customer service experience. They have the basic car wash that starts at $7, but you need to check out the premium wash packages, which start as low as $12 and go up to $20. They also have a membership wash club that you can get for starting at $23.99, going up to $39.99. In other words, just double the regular premium package, drop a penny, and you can be one of the great members of Overflow Express Wash. My family and I keep our cars looking good inside and out by using Overflow Express Wash. They're located on Skyland Boulevard right next door to Alabama One, or you can find them online at overflowexpresswash.com. Andy Phillips and his team look forward to making you a part of their team. Nick Saban calls it the process. John Maxwell said that everything rises and falls on it. And Coach Wooden said it's what you learn after you think you know it all that makes the difference. What am I talking about? Leadership and personal development. Is your organization, your school, your church, your family, are they receiving the proper level of leadership development and personal development? If not, the Empowerment Center for Leadership and Mentoring can help you with that. We have our pep talks, which is a one to one and a half hour lunch and learn, which we can customize to meet your needs. Or we have some topics that we present that we know can help your organization. And if you're looking for one-on-one mentoring and coaching, we can also assist you with that. Visit peptalks35.com. That's peptalks35.com. Or send an email to martin at martinhouston.org. That's the Empowerment Center for Leadership and Mentoring. Welcome back to the Martin Houston Show. The sound of Bama sports. Your show. Your team. On your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Man, this song, my man producer, my main man, that producer, excuse me, he played me some pimping, man. What, what is this? I, I like Dre, it's, uh, it's uh, The Message. Ah, I was about to say, the plugs sound familiar. You know, but uh, man, hey, man, we back at it again. If if you haven't been tuned in, where you been at, man? You know, this is the Martin Houston show presented to you by Taka Casa, and I am the backup quarterback CEO Josh underscore on all social media. Y'all can come holler at me, man, and uh, let me know what you think. We having some pretty good discussions, some pretty good uh conversation going on right here, and I just want you to be a part of it. So. Before we got off, we was talking about Tom Brady and LeBron, and we mentioned how they're two different sports. And my argument is, being that I play both sports, I have a background in both sports, you can check me out, you know, ain't no cap in my rap. I got to say, basketball might be a little bit harder than football. Like, the That's physical- just because you love it more. Nah, nah, man, because believe it or not, I was a better football player than I was a basketball player. I was cracking folks' head open. I was at, I was at corner, you know, that Josh Island is a real thing. Ask about me in them UA Rec streets. You know, one one catch, one TD allowed on a little slant. It's cool. But I ain't tripping. You know what I'm saying? But 
Uh, let me tell you why, though, right? Because in basketball, people don't realize, as okay, so you're the quarterback in a sense of, okay, I got to read the defense. I got to know where the help side defense is coming. I got to know the rotations. I got to know I, when I come out the pick and roll, is he coming under off the pick and roll? Are they trying to double me off the pick and roll? Are they trying to hedge? So you got to read the defense, right? So when you're shooting, we can equate that to throwing the ball, right? Because we are, you know, we can equate that throwing the ball because it's different angles that you got to have. You got different um, trajectories that you can use. Like on a three-point shot, you want to get more arc. On a floater, when you're trying to get it above the big man, you know, you're going to have more arc as opposed to a regular layup when you're trying to bounce it off the glass. So it is about aiming and target. Then on top of that, right, you got to think of, you got to be a receiver too because you got to get open. You know what I'm saying? A premium we all talk about is shot creation. Shot creation is nothing but getting all space for your shot, right? So now you got to know, okay, instead of different releases, you got different moves. You got the, the hezzy dribble. Oh, I can use the hezzy because he's scared of my speed. Oh, he's trying to cut me off. I'm going to just use this crossover. Oh, let me go ahead and get to this double between the legs, step back. You know, you're trying to create space, so you're playing the job as a wide receiver sometimes. And the number one thing is, too, you directly facing your opponent. The thing I like about the thing about football is, is as good as Russell Wilson is, it's not like he's going against Deshaun Watson in the sense of, oh, it's mano y mano. Deshaun Watson on the bench. I'm focused on what he what he don't got, which is a defense. You know what I'm saying? When you play a point guard, especially in a league like today where every night you're going to see a Damian Lillard, every night you're going to see a Stephen Curry, a Russell Westbrook, you might see James Harden line up at the one. Then Kyrie Irving might come up at you and line up at the one. LeBron James is technically a point guard. You know, I mean, you 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 facing your competition directly. Nobody playing defense for you. You got to play defense, right? Now, as a quarterback, I noticed when I did uh, play a little bit, it is a lot of um a lot of things that you got to be aware of, and you got to make it in the snap of an instance because you really in the pros you what you get two seconds, college you get three or four. If you in high school, if you got a good offensive line, you probably get about five, you know, at least four. But you do have to read cover two, cover three. Why why are these safeties coming up? Is are they uh is it a fabricated blitz scheme? Where's my uh high points at? Where do I check the ball down to? You know um. And people, uh, quarterback is very hard, too, because all the pressure is on you, even though it's a team game. You know, if you lose, they're going to blame you, unless your defense is just horrible. And even then, they don't care. It's like you the quarterback. You you got to score five touchdowns. You got people like Curtis that expect you to be perfect, which I got a staff for him coming up next because we're going to get to that football seven. Don't forget, a, hey, man, don't be ducking that smoke, Curtis. It's too early to be ducking smoke. It's Friday. I'm ready for it. I got, I want to, I want to, I'm going to bust that behind right before I leave the studio. That's my, that's, that's my goal, right? So nonetheless, you know, I, I let me calm down. No, my mama listen. I almost says another word, but uh, you know, I'm, I'm chilling right now, right? So, what do you think about? And then, um, excuse me, I want to get back to the point of people forget how hard cornerback is to play, right? Corner, it physically is hard, way harder to play than quarterback, right? Because it's you one on one against the superior athletes in the world. Like, imagine playing cornerback, and you got to see Devontae Adams one week. You got to see Julio Jones one week. You gonna you got to see Stephon Diggs one week. If Odell Beckham Jr. was healthy, he'll probably give you some work too, right? I mean, sometimes you, you know, it's, I mean, and it's so many. I think the two hardest positions to play, I think basketball is probably the hardest sport to play for all the reasons that I named because you're playing the role of a quarterback. You're playing the role of a um, wide receiver when you're trying to get open. You're playing the role of a defender or a linebacker because you got to know the angles and try to cut people off. But then in football, the hardest position, of course, probably is quarterback and cornerback. Because the cornerback, you guessing where they at. They know where they want to go. And you can't put your hands on them. You, if you get there early 
If you play too perfect and get there early, you're going to get that flag thrown on you. So what you think about that, Joe? That's just me trying to give context to who I think age better, but overall trying to give him a little bit of a, you know what I'm saying? But you still haven't addressed that LeBron's like seven years younger than, than Brady right now. He played 50,000 minutes, though. He didn't play. How many minutes do LeBron got on his body? But your argument's against time. He, he's he's still seven years younger. Like like Brady's put together three Hall of Fame careers. If you if you break his career up by th- in thirds, if you break LeBron James' career in thirds, I think he's Hall of Famer either. Way. I, I mean, mean, that's because the the basketball Hall of Fame is a joke. But that's <laughs> neither here nor there. You, you got to average the bat- ten, you got to average ten points a game to yeah, get, hey, to man, get into on, the basketball hold Hall on, of Fame. Wait a minute. 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 If we saying who's age better and my man to play more basketball than your guy to play football, way more even like okay, how we how do we quantify that though? That's the only Well LeBron thing. didn't have to go to college. He was good enough not to go to college. Very fair, but like the rules are different for different for each sport. You don't have to go to college. And your body age too. Player. Your body age the more that you play. Ask Kobe. But you're still Ask playing Mike. football playing college. Football's hard now, yeah. Football you gotta play three. And Tom wasn't good enough to go out and three head to play for it, but that's neither here nor there. A lot of people aren't. But now, continue your point, man. Continue your point. I, I'm just saying that, like, he's seven years old. He's 43 years old. If now, if LeBron is still doing this at 43, then boom, he wins. But he's 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 behind that. Like today, right now in this moment, he's behind the eight ball because. He, he he's seven years his younger. Brady's got to retire, and and and, and LeBron's got to keep doing it. Uh, I, and now he's set up to do that in L.A. with uh with with Anthony Davis, kind of uh, <laughs> probably his best teammate that he's ever yeah, had. Yeah. Uh, now admit that you're biased because you from you from the shot. And I tell him I want to I want I want people to know now because Dwayne well, Wade is from the shot too. Right so now, let me better, not better better than uh Dwayne Wade yeah, was at that. Time? I was just trying to create discussion. Yeah, we, yeah I take, yeah. we're taking AD. But Dwayne Wade was a proven winner. But listen to the thing about it, though. Talent, is like, it's the same thing with Tom Brady. He's not the most talented quarterback in the league. I don't care how many. It's been plenty of people on the scene. Oh, yeah, he, 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 he got a little bit more arm strength than Tom Brady. He got a little bit more zip on that ball. He can throw off of different platforms than Tom Brady. But it's a premium on winning, right? Dwayne Wade had one of the best finals since Michael Jordan when he was in his third year in that 06 finals, right? So I, we can't discredit Dwayne Wade. And he's one of the greatest shot blockers at the two guard position ever. He's one of the most athletic players ever to ever play the game. You know, he gave a lot of um, he gave a lot of guys the sauce. So I want to give Dwayne Wade his credit as far as being a winner, uh, being a defender, a high level defender at his age. He was competing with Kobe, and he was once amongst the uh, names of being one of the best players in the league. People used to argue Dwayne Wade or Kobe. It's just that Dwayne Wade was stuck in a bad situation. We ain't never argue Anthony Davis being the best player in the league. We always say he was top three, top five. But you know, I just wanted to add, you know, have a little bit of healthy discourse. But continue on with your point, man. I mean, that's just my point that you, the LeBron is seven is still seven years younger. So if your argument is, is but it's unprecedented. So so is Tom Brady. So they both on president. I'm saying like at the age of 36, that's no man's lands in basketball. There is not as Vince Carter, which is supposed to be doing you 36 in the league. It how old How old was Jordan when he won his last one? Michael might have been 30. We're going to look it up. I'm not going to sit up here and speak. Let's look it up. Go ahead and look up these facts, man. I mean, I, I just I, I appreciate LeBron and respect what he's done as an athlete. Uh, he's been doing it since he was 18 years old, well, even before that, uh, on ESPN as a 15, 16-year-old. So he's been doing it for over 15, 16 years. Uh, well, 36, 35. 15. He was 35 okay, years old. Okay, so, so he's a, a little younger when he, when, he, when he won his last one. Mm-hmm. And then he, what, took three or four years off uh, and came back with that. Uh, yeah, we don't, we don't yeah. want to talk y'all about it. Y'all don't want to talk about it. Y'all don't want to talk about it. Okay, that's cool. We ain't going to. 
we ain't gonna we ain't gonna start that bad. But but, but the, the the difference it was. Uh, the, the knock on Brady to me uh, is that he went to he went to the he basically was able to hand pick his team this year right. he, and in a way LeBron did too but but it, but it, but it was harder there's more there's more hoops to jump through in the NBA yeah. where you got to get Anthony Davis signed and trade right. and you got to wait you know because he wanted an AD for a while wow. before he before before he was able they were able to execute that sign and trade deal so. Brady was just a free agent he looked around and saw this oh I, wish I mean the Bucks had a top five defense last year they were seven and nine but they still had I a tell top people five, that all the team they, they all still the time, had man. a top five defense sure. so you're looking around you see they got a top five defense you got Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. I'm going to go down there, and then lo and behold, he brings in uh, Antonio Brown off right. the streets. He brings in Leonard Fournette off the streets. So, so, so he's bringing in more more help. He's had more control over the last year. Say, say that again. He brought in more help, right? I mean, yeah, but he's still 43. Doing he, he it. tough. He t- I'm not. I'm not saying that to discredit. He threw Tom Brady. three touchdown passes in the Super Bowl at 43. He you know, like think about think about when Peyton Manning went went out. His last Super Bowl against the, the Broncos. He was a terrible quarterback that year. Oh, Seven yeah, touchdowns, yeah. 19 interceptions. He was an awful quarterback that last that final year with yeah. the Broncos. And that's not a knock on. That's not a knock on Tom Brady. But my man, the the people who perceive Michael Jordan as the goat. By the time Michael Jordan was 36, he was somewhere smoking cigars, chilling. Getting chubby. That's it. That's all he was doing. My man at the age of 36 was averaging 30, excuse me, was averaging 30, 12, eight and a half in the finals. I'm just saying, and to the essence of the conversation is that they're both transcendent athletes. They both have beat Father Time. And I don't, like I said, man, I, you can't argue against anybody. I just want to, you know, give a further perspective of it, man. But speaking of football, man, we're going to transition a little bit. What's going on with Russell Wilson these days, man? Apparently, he he said he wasn't happy with the offensive line. We announced that the other day. But it's a lot going on that we're going to get to on, in, the, in the next segment because I got to pay these bills. So y'all stay tuned in for Tide 100.9. I'll be right back. Tide 100.9 Traffic. From the Townsend Eastside Traffic Center, got a wreck on US 82 westbound at Bull Road in Duncanville. Heavy traffic McFarland eastbound coming in from West Tuscaloosa County. If you see other conditions, just give us a call. You can get a sweetheart of a deal right now at your hometown Nissan dealer. It's Townsend Nissan of Tuscaloosa, and I'm Captain Ray. Here's what's trending on the Tuscaloosa thread. Good morning. Several bouts with freezing rain in the forecast beginning tomorrow morning in northern Lamar and Fayette counties. Then again, Sunday evening into Monday morning, there's a chance generally northwest of Interstate 59. Another period of freezing rain may occur Monday night into Tuesday morning over a larger portion of central Alabama. Stay tuned. We will keep you updated. The Tuscaloosa County branch of the NAACP has elected Lisa M. Young as its new president. She replaces Jerry Carter. Seven other officers were also elected. Don Hartley, Town Square Media, Tuscaloosa. Hello, this is Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show, and I want to tell you about Tuscaloosa Custom Carving. If you're looking for a way to add value to your home, make your flower beds pop, make your landscaping stand out from your neighbors, then Tuscaloosa Custom Carving can help you do just that. They have numerous styles, but they feature the Moroccan Stone Curb Series, which includes four great styles and unlimited color choices. That's Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing. They are the one that can help you stand out from your neighbors. Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing, 205-331-6823. You may also find yourself with the need for a custom size stone or, or custom shaped stone. Then Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing can help with that as well. 
Paul Fuller and his team are waiting on your call right now for that free quote. And if you tell them that Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show told you to stop by, you'll get a big discount. So call Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing at 205-331-6823 or visit them online at Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing, LLC. The sound of Bama sports. Your show, your team, the Martin Houston Show. On your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. What's up, what's up, good people? This is the final segment of the week. And we got to make sure that we give y'all something to talk about, give y'all something to think about, man. Um, there, there's been rumors and there's been leaks of the news that the Seahawks are actually upset with Russell Wilson due to his Dan Patrick interview and everything that's going on with that, man. And it, it's, it's, getting, it's getting kind of wild, man, because we could kind of tell that this was probably a strategic chess move by Russell Wilson that kind of, you know what I'm saying, grind the gears a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Get some attention and let them know, hey, man, I ain't, you know, I ain't really feeling it now. And, you know, it, it's, it's like I said, the quarterback carousel is getting wider and wider. First, you switch Jared Goff and Matthew Stafford. You know, that's going to be a major move in the NFC. You know what I'm saying? That's going to make the Rams uh, a little bit closer to that chip. But now you got Carson Wentz for crushing the trade. We don't know where he's going. You got Ben Roethlisberger, who they're trying to renegotiate this contract, but who's to, t- who's to say that he don't get cut? You know, because we've seen him in the playoffs and it just, hey, we we seen him in the playoffs, so we, we just gonna leave it at that. Then you got uh, you know, you got my man Cam Newton. Where he gonna end up going? Is he gonna end up being a backup? Is he gonna end up staying with the Pats? And then you got, like I said, Russell Wilson. Now we all know Deshaun Watson is trying to get out here. So Joe, I want to ask you a question, man. What do you think about a Deshaun Watson for Russell Wilson trade? Like straight up trade? Just a straight up trade. Even swipe, even swipe ain't no swindle. I mean. uh the the Seahawks are the winners in that, but uh, but only due to age. Yeah, uh, I, I I think it makes for an interesting deal. I think that uh, I I wonder if I wonder how both quarterbacks would feel about that because I'm sure they they talk some or something. Yeah. I, you know, it's a it's a fraternity. I'm sure I'm sure that there are whispers. They, they I mean nobody wants to play for the Texans right now. Right. That's that's kind of the deal. Even the president don't want to. Even yeah. the, <laughs> nobody the wants resigned. to play for the Texans right now. So you, you, for for Deshaun Watson to get out of, out of Houston, I think that's a great move. For but I don't know if Russell Wilson would be very happy about that. I guess I guess uh, Russell Wilson and JJ Watt would uh, probably be like in a contest for who's the most corny player on the team. <laughs> man, Russell Wilson, I, I just never. Uh, well, I ain't gonna say that, man. I mean, they they're, they're both corny. like put off this. I'm the super good guy. I'm the, oh yeah, I'm the good persona. guy. I never did anything wrong. I'm, I, I say everything right, man. I don't nobody want to hear all that, man. That's why I put. That's why I be telling y'all, man. I like Cam because he real. I like Lamar Jackson because he real. Deshaun Watson is real. Tom, you know that Tom Brady, that that Peyton Manning, that that uh, Russell Wilson. You know, it's just a team sport, and you know, I I just I thank Jesus Christ. You can ask this man. You can ask. Man, hey, man, let me borrow five dollars, man. You know, I love Jesus Christ, and I just want to. Uh, you know, I want to. He's a my robot. Team that's what I'm saying, man. Don't nobody want that, man. And speak and that and speaking of robots, man, we gotta solve this this issue within a matter of two minutes because this is the two minute drill. This is what I call the Dak conundrum, right? So you got a guy, Dak Prescott, that done won two division titles in four years. He's top ten. He's been top ten at quarterback rating for three se- seasons in 2016, 2017, 2019. Right? He got the same amount of playoff wins as Deshaun Watson, but they don't want to pay my man. So I want to leave y'all with this, man. Do you want to live with being average, or do you want to go out and risk it all 
to see if the grass is greener on the other side? That's the question I want to ask you today. Now, we all hear the music. That means it's time for me to get, get, get going. So, with that being said, man, I want to shout out to everybody that's been tuned in with me for this week. Y'all have been nothing but gracious. I am uh, humble, and I am truly appreciative of everybody that tuned in and tapped in with me, whether it was via phone, whether you was listening. Shout out to my family, my mother, my auntie Valerie, my father, my uncle Vernon, my granddaddy. You know, I do it for y'all. So, man, with 20 seconds left, I just pray, you know what I'm saying, that we all stay blessed, that we get to this paper on Friday, man, and uh, be easy, man. Let's celebrate, because it's Friday. So, I'm out of here, baby. <laughs>